0: Welcome to Jury Duty, I'm your host, Carrie Antholis. This season of Jury Duty explores the trial of Kyle Rittenhouse, who was charged with the reckless homicide of Joseph Rosenbaum, the intentional homicide of Anthony Huber, and the attempted intentional homicide of Gage Grosskreutz. As Rittenhouse was the undisputed shooter of all three men, his legal team argued that the shootings were in self-defense. In our last episode, we concluded our look at the testimony of Gage Grosskreutz. On today's episode, we examine the questioning of Christon Harris, a reporter and talk radio host who covered the events in Kenosha, Wisconsin, on August 25th, 2020. Our coverage of Christon Harris on the witness stand is coming up right after the break.
1: Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness.
0: Prosecutor Thomas Binger calls Kriston Harris to the stand. Harris has a stocky build, his head is shaved, and he sports a beard and mustache. He wears a black suit, a black tie, and a white button-down dress shirt. Binger begins by asking Harris,
3: How are you currently employed? Um, basically, I've been furloughed, but I've been pursuing my passions, obviously, doing the Rundown Live, which is a r- reporter and I do talk radio. Can you tell us what the Rundown Live is? Uh, it's an independent news and media. We try to bring all viewpoints, have civil conversations, sometimes about difficult content, or content as well as we cover protests um, of all varieties, of all political viewpoints as well. Is there
4: a large group of people that uh, produce the Rundown Live, or are you kind of the main person?
3: Uh, there's there's several people that are involved there. It's a group of citizen journalists. We, we, we quite often um, post stuff from other independent news sites, We try to report news before the mainstream media does, so we can give a very raw version. What
4: is your educational background?
3: Um, You know, I finished high school, but uh, education really didn't become important to me until my later years, so, you know, most of my research I've done through my own reading of books and information.
4: Do you have any formal journalistic training?
3: That I do not. When
4: did you first get involved in the Rundown Live? Uh, It's probably around 2011. Did you... form it or did someone else? Uh, someone else formed it.
3: And then you joined it? Yes,
4: that is correct. And that person is no longer involved. Do you have any sort of title with that organization?
3: Uh, I would, I guess I believe I'm the editor.
4: Um, and you said you've covered a lot of protests. Can you tell us more about that?
3: Sure. Since about 2013, I probably covered over 100, 150 protests. I don't know the exact number. What types of protests would they be? Um, everything from uh, Something basic as Second Amendment rights and uh, health care workers, uh, you know, against mandates. Obviously, January 6th, as well as Kenosha and probably countless BLM protests.
4: You mentioned Kenosha. Um, were you here in
3: Kenosha for the events that followed the shooting of Jacob Blake? I was on scene within an hour or two of the shooting of Jacob Blake.
4: Help the jury to understand when you talk about the rundown live, we're familiar with a lot of different types of media, newspapers, magazines, the Internet, things like that. Can you help us understand exactly what you mean when you say you cover these things?
3: Yeah, I'm a citizen journalist, so I generally go to these events and I stream a lot of the times. I interview people to try to get natural conversations and have civil conversations so people can understand, in my viewpoint, what people really are saying before there might be some propaganda added. So essentially, it's the most raw form of journalism.
0: After establishing that Harris was covering the events in Kenosha on August 23rd and 24th of 2020, Prosecutor Binger narrows his questioning to video streamed live by Harris on August 25th from the 59th Street Car Source dealership.
2: I want to
4: focus in on a period of time in that evening when there was a dumpster that was pulled out in the road out, out in front of the 59th Street Car
3: Source. Did you get some video of that? I did. It was streamed live. Okay.
4: And then from there, uh, did you continue to remain physically at the 59th Street car source location for several minutes after that?
3: Uh, I did.
4: And were you in close proximity to either Ryan Balch or the defendant or both of them during those several minutes afterwards?
3: Probably within 20 feet.
0: Okay. Finger then plays that clip. In the video, we see people walking south on Sheridan Road, and we hear the witness engage in a brief conversation with an individual we recognize as Ryan Balch about a dumpster that is on fire in the middle of Sheridan Road.
3: And uh, militia are up there. We need water.
1: Yeah, we got a fire.
3: Where? Oh, dumpster fire! Yeah, just a dumpster fire.
1: Hey, it's just like the year, man. <laughs> yeah, right.
3: If 2020 was a blunt, it would yeah. be just a fucking stem. It would just, yeah, it would just be stem and seed, man. <laughs> you know I, mean? I could use a doobie right now.
0: As the video is paused, Binger points out two people in the crowd.
4: I'm going to ask two questions. First of all, that night, do you did you have any idea who those people were? I did not. As you see here today,
3: do you know who those people are? Um, I believe one of them was the person who shot the fire behind, or the gunshot behind uh, Rosenbaum. And I don't know who the other one is because their back is turned to be. No dispute. That's Joshua and Kelly Zeminski. No dispute. Okay.
0: As Binger continues the video, we come to a part of it that has been played in court on several previous occasions. We see two armed individuals, including Ryan Balch, venture from the car source lot onto Sheridan Road. We hear one of the protesters shout, How's it going? And Balch's associate respond, You want to fuck around and find out? We then hear a couple of the protesters chant back, You won't do it and protect your property, not the street. We then hear the witness, Kriston Harris, say, Yeah, that's true. Just stay on your property. And then we hear him explain why he agrees with the chanting protester. We then see the defendant, Kyle Rittenhouse, go into the street to retrieve the dumpster, and Harris directs his commentary at Rittenhouse when he says, You guys stay on your property. That's why you got problems already with people. The video ends with Rittenhouse telling Harris, both of them off camera, that he is a medic.
1: All right, let's.
3: Hey, hey, hey. Reel in, Real in, real in, don't cause problems when there's <laughs> none
1: here.
3: Yeah, that's true, just stay on your property. Let, 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 just, just, otherwise, you can call, there's way too many of them. I understand? Hey, hey, your job isn't to be in the street. You got to stay on your property. That's why you got problems already with people no one bothering your property don't 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 look for trouble a medic i know you are but like they got their own medics and you know somebody's close by take care of them i know you're just trying to make peace
4: as this video is playing we hear your voice speaking to someone um uh, In the background, do you hear that? Yeah. Who are you speaking to?
3: I believe that was an interaction with Kyle Rennaus. Do you recall anything about what he was saying to you at that point? That uh, he was a medic, and uh, that was it, uh, pretty much. That I got from that.
4: You said at one point they have their own medics. Did you hear that? Yes. What did you mean by
3: that? Um, I cover a lot of protests, so I become familiar with a lot of the BLM organizations over the summer, especially during the George Floyd marches. So I felt a little bit more comfortable. Per se, because I've had more interactions. That's all, basically, I was. Sure,
4: but you indicated they have their own medics. What does that mean?
3: Uh, basically, the medics, are, from my understanding, are individuals who volunteer to help out and take care of individuals that were injured, and I've seen them on multiple occasions, eight individuals that were injured in um, protests.
0: Finger starts the video again, and we hear a continuation of that conversation.
3: Yeah, but... They- it that way they look at you guys as it's, it's people it's a different it's as much as you guys were afraid of them before they marched down here i know but like what a conversation you're having
4: so you made a comment there about how they don't look at you that way or something along those lines what did you mean by that
3: a lot of the protesters identified the armed citizens as counter protesters they didn't identify them as just protecting their property
4: would it be fair to say that it was your impression that
3: That was my impression.
4: Right? Sure. Would it be fair to say that it was your impression that the people in the crowd viewed the people around Mr. Rittenhouse as a threat?
3: Um, I wouldn't say that. I would say that there may have been some individuals that had that, but not in the majority. I can't speak for everyone. I don't know what they were thinking.
0: In the next clip, the camera surveys the car source lot as police bearcats roll down Sheridan Road. A voice over loudspeaker tells the crowd to stay away from the car source, and then it appears the police deploy some sort of tear gas.
4: It appears that Mr. Balch and Mr. Lakowski are running towards you yelling gas, gas, gas. Would you agree with me on that? That is correct. What was going on? Uh,
3: The Bearcats were rolling and they began to uh, tear gas and trying to push the crowd past, I believe that's uh, towards 60th, so 60th. Okay.
0: Prosecutor Binger plays the next part of the video without sound and asks the witness questions as the clip rolls.
4: Now, while we're playing the video, Mr. Harris, are you able to tell the jury where this
3: scene is? Yes, it's the back corner of the car lot of uh, Car CarSource. There is people, or I don't know who it was, but they're throwing rocks up from behind the building and where you're at
4: right now in this video are, are uh, either mr balch or mr uh, rittenhouse near you uh they were probably within 15 feet are there any of the protesters or people on the street or anything like that
3: anywhere near you at this point point? negative why is that um they all move towards the what i call the gas station 60th and sheridan
4: Is that in part because the police had just gassed the entire street? That would probably be the most
3: likely reason.
0: Binger stops the video, and after establishing that Harris's camera phone battery ran out about 20 minutes before the shooting began, Binger concludes his direct by asking Harris whether he encountered Joseph Rosenbaum.
4: Do you independently remember at any point in the sequence of events that we've just seen, starting with that dumpster fire and all the way forward here, do you remember ever seeing Joseph Rosenbaum? I do not. After re-watching your video, is Mr. Rosenbaum in this video at any point during the series that we've just watched?
3: No, not that I can see.
0: Corey Shirovacy rises for the defense.
2: Mr. Harris, on, on the video, you describe um, people as militia, right? Correct. Point up at the uh, roof and say, there's militia members up there, right? That is correct. That's your opinion. You you didn't talk to any of them about... I'll ask you you this, way. You had no information that Mr. Rittenhouse was in any type of militia, correct?
0: That is correct. Okay. Shirofficy then asks Harris about his conversation with Rittenhouse after the defendant moved the dumpster.
2: At first you say, this whole crowd could burn you guys alive if you say the wrong thing. Is that right?
3: That is correct.
2: Okay. Why'd you say that?
3: I wanted to de-escalate the situation. Was it getting
2: escalated? Yes. And that was in part because the dumpster was put out? The fire in the dumpster was put out?
3: That is correct. It angered uh, the protesters at that time.
2: Now, did you see things that were going on that night that would be outside the realm of protesting, but more along the lines of rioting?
3: I would agree with that term, yes.
2: And you had said to um, Mr. Rittenhouse, uh, I know you're just trying to make peace, Correct. Okay, so to be fair, he wasn't doing anything aggressively, correct?
3: I agree with that.
2: He wasn't verbally threatening anyone.
3: No, he was offering help.
2: He wasn't using his firearm in a way to scare or intimidate people by pointing it at them. Agreed?
0: Agreed. Sharofsi asks about the reports of people throwing rocks.
2: So they weren't really throwing what you and I might see like rocks on a beach. We're talking about clumps of concrete that they're smashing, picking up, and then throwing it. Right? Correct. And knowing that, you didn't see Mr. Rittenhouse go after those people who were actually causing danger to others, right?
3: No, I did not.
0: Shirovsky concludes his cross-examination, and Prosecutor Binger rises for redirect.
4: Mr. Harris, the uh, people that you saw at 59th Street Car Source that you characterized as the militia, was the defendant dressed the same as them? No, he was not. He had on um, sort of an army green-colored shirt, correct? Line Green, Army Green. Sure. He had a weapon slung around him like they did, correct? Correct. It was the same type of weapon as the rest of those folks, correct? Um, I'm not really good with guns, but it seemed to be so. He was in the same group with these guys that you felt were militia members, correct? That is correct. And he was acting the same as they were, wasn't he?
3: For the most part, yes.
0: Harkening back to the defense question of who escalated the tensions captured by Harris's camera, Binger then replays a video clip of one of the armed individuals associated with Kyle Rittenhouse and Ryan Balch responding to someone saying, how's it going, by shouting, fuck around and find out.
2: Hey, guys. Morning. How's it going? You guys want to fuck around and
4: find
3: out? Hey, hey.
4: You guys want to fuck around and find out, right? Immediately after that, you basically scold that guy, don't you?
3: I believe, well, whatever you want to call it, I tried to de-escalate the situation. Because he was escalating it, was That wasn't is correct. He, by what he was saying? Yes.
4: You guys want to fuck around and find out. Did you interpret that as a threat
3: towards the other people? I didn't really think about it, but I could see how it could be interpreted that way.
4: And that guy's wearing an AR-15, isn't he? Probably, yes. In fact, that same guy went around back, and when those people were behind the place throwing rocks, he said to you he was going to take his gun and start shooting rounds through the fence at them, didn't he?
3: I don't recall or
4: remember that.
0: The defense objects to the relevance of this unidentified individual's actions to the actions of the defendant.
4: There were questions about um, what the response was to people throwing rocks. Response of. Oh. With the group? The group? The group's not on trial.
0: Mr. Rittenhouse is on trial. That's fine. I'll leave it there. Thank you. And with that, Christon Harris is excused as a witness, and we conclude this episode of Jury Duty, The Trial of Kyle Rittenhouse. Join us in our next episode as we move on to cover the testimonies of Kenosha police officers Eric Widener and Jeffrey Van Wee.
1: That's stamps.com. Code program.
0: You can find more information about this trial on our Jury Duty Crime Story Patreon page or at crimestory.com. Jury Duty is created, hosted, and produced by yours truly, Carrie Antholis. It was co-produced by Chris Taracone and Aaron Karenik, and it was edited by Chris Taracone. Our consulting producer is Brittany Bookbinder. Music for this episode was provided by Strike Audio and Trial Audio is courtesy of Law & Crime Networks. Thank you for joining us and we hope you will come back for the next episode of Jury
1: Duty, The Trial of Kyle Rittenhouse.